0: Yo, my name is Richie Marufo of the Barbed Wire Open Mic Series, a.k.a. Beanwams, and you're listening to the El Paso Creatives Podcast Show. Thanks for tuning in. And if you haven't already, make sure you're following El Paso Creatives on Instagram, YouTube, and other social media. Without further ado, here's the show.
1: Hey guys, Isaac Hernandez here from the El Paso Creators Podcast. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. Today we have Richard here with us. Uh, Richard's a very unique guy here in El Paso. Um, you know, he's very um, supporting here and locally. He's running his own campaign for District 5. So make sure you guys go check him out. But before we get going with this episode, uh, I want to let you guys know exactly who our sponsors are, Socialize. Um, if you guys haven't checked them out, uh, they're pretty much very good that's here in town. I really like their fried Oreos, um, their funnel case, they have things. So make sure you guys go check them out. I'll link them around this um, the, the screen here and, you know, around the audio the description and everything. Um, we're also here at Amano, the artist co-op. Um, so if you guys haven't checked out, and you guys are an artist, things like that, make sure to just come out here, check it out. There, I think there's still studios available. Um, you guys can reach out to Brian or reach out to me, and I'll connect you guys with them. Um, now, studio here, it's really nice, a really cool environment. And you all see the artwork behind us here. Um, Deadpunk, Deadpunk is really um, a very famous local artist here as well. Um, he gets very creative with it. And then behind me, you see um, Gibel, Gabel's work, which was the previous episode, so she decided to showcase her artwork behind us as well. Um, so enough about, for me and everything in general, uh, Richard, I want to just, you know, introduce you, you know, just a little bit, like, just get going with like, you know, your little background, who you are, what you do. Sure.
0: So my name is Richard Heneta, and I'm 29 years old. I turned 30 in January and you know, I'm having, crossing that existential bridge right now, turning 30. Um, born and raised in El Paso. My Spanish is little lacking Uh, I can understand I can understand a good amount of it speaking it is what where I struggle with my conjugation is kind of terrible Um, I graduated from El Dorado High School which is in district 5 the area that I'm that I'm campaigning to serve um, which is the Far East Side Uh, I was a band geek in high school I was uh, I played clarinet from well I played clarinet from like fifth grade up till up through my high school years. Uh, I was head drum major my senior year. Um, I was in a couple of rock bands after I got out of high school. And um, around, let's see. Well, I, I graduated in 2010. I, I, right after school, my mom pushed me to um, get into college, just do something in college. Did you As want I, to go into
1: college? I or? did not, no, didn't? I didn't. I yeah. had
0: no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I. Um, my my father passed away when I was when I was young, um, when I was around 12 years old, and so my mother and I didn't have the strongest relationship. It was, it was kind of stressful at times, and so you know I felt I don't want to go to college, but you know she's you know how Hispanic mothers can be, and Something she was like, you're your you're going to college, and yeah. you're under my roof, you're going to be going to college, and it was like, okay, fine. So I started going to co- college. Uh, I was a computer science major for a year, year or two. Mm. Um, I, did, I did all right with it. Like I can, I can program, uh, but I didn't have a, a passion for it. I couldn't see myself doing it for the rest of my life. Mm. Uh, so I dropped out and just focused on working to help support the house. In 2014, I got a different job and it was one that was paying the bills and allowed me to really reflect on myself. At this point, I was about 22, 23, mm-hmm. and um, I started thinking, okay, what do I want to do with my life, and you know, what do I want to accomplish? And like I said, you know, my mother's and my relationship was kind of rough. The adults that I really admired and, and looked up to growing up were my teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, band directors, but you know, a lot of, of just regular class teachers as well. Um, so I decided that, like, I have a, a debt to pay to the universe. I have. Um, So many teachers who were there at critical times in my life who were just there to listen to be there to care and um, I'm gonna do that for at least one kid and if I can do that for at least one kid Then my debt to the universe is paid and then I you know I'll teach for maybe 10 some odd years and and get that paid off and then I'll go find something else to do Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. That's what I dedicated myself to 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 doing since 2014 um, for about five six years I was working full-time. I started out school part-time um, but that was taking too long, so then I started working full time and going to school full time. And um, in about 2020, um, I was pretty—I was still going through through school—and uh, I started getting involved with local campaigns during the 2020 election. And I started realizing a lot of the issues that were happening in El Paso, um, and decided, well, you know, I think. The problem is, is that no one talks about it. No one really knows about it. It's an education problem. And I was looking at it from the lens as an educator. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I mentioned I wanted to teach English. That was yeah, that okay. was the goal that I wanted, okay. the class that I wanted to teach. English in high school. High school English. Um, so, you know, I, I thought about like, okay, well, if I was trying to get my students more engaged with local politics, what would I do? And I thought to myself, well, a podcast would be like perfect. Like that's what, that's what we need right now. And there wasn't one. There I looked around and there wasn't a el paso politics focused podcast and so i was like well there's no one to compete against that means i can just step up and do it and even if i do it badly it's not like you can compare me to anybody else yeah yeah, absolutely and so um and at the beginning of 2021 i started the el paso beat podcast and um i've interviewed a number of our city representatives i've i covered the uh, episd school board trustee races i interviewed a bunch of those candidates um and i when I started out the El Paso Beat, I wanted to build something that you know engages people with politics. But I was I realized that local politics isn't super sexy, yeah. and mm-hmm. so you have to have something else to like complement it. And so I've I've taken a, a variety of influences. Um, one of them is is admittedly the beat with RML from MSNBC, who has um, various guests, cultural pulpar, uh, pop culture guests on his show, and uh, and he always makes like really cringy music references throughout the show. And I was like, ah, like that, like yeah. lame dad joke. But like, it gets I you like attention that, but it. it like, oh, but it, yeah, yeah, it makes you laugh and it makes you think and you're like, oh Ari. And so I was like, that's what we need. We need someone to have the conversation and, and kind of hold people's hands through local politics and make, and make it, it entertaining for exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what I set out to do with the El Paso Beat. I don't know that I've quite done it effectively. I'm doing my best, um, but you know, that's, that's where I'm at. And so, after doing it for a few months, um, I realized that the issues that I saw were not con- getting addressed, and I decided, well, I'm doing this show, I'm engaging with people, I'm going to run for for city council. So um, yeah, I've shifted my my focus, and I'm putting my dream to teach on hold. And right now, I'm I'm running for city representative, district five. Cool.
1: Well, I wanted to touch a couple of things that you mentioned there. For for the first thing, the podcast. So your El Paso beat one um i like how you mentioned that you you try to involve something more entertaining within there as far as like you know like pop culture i know you you also interviewed creatives things like that mm-hmm. how do you think that's like been i guess like a a special change or an impact to your your podcast really when having like a different entertainment process within it
0: so i i had hopes i had expectations and that's and that's um and we'll probably come come around to that because expectations are dangerous like no matter what you do when you're when you're starting out something um things aren't going to go to according to plan, you know, the, the, the saying goes, man plans and God laughs. Yeah. And um, so when it, when it came to, to bringing on those, those other kinds of guests on, I've actually been very shocked to find that, like, I, I, those episodes will attract new eyes and, and, you know, very often I'll have one or two that, like, really stick with the show as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, but those aren't the ones that are doing the best. The, the ones that actually do a lot better is the, is the stuff where I'm focused on the more local politics well, it's, it's stuff. It's a niche,
1: right? So. Right,
0: and, and I think I've kind of tapped into it and it's starting to grow, um, but I don't want to forget from that route like what I wanted to accomplish because ultimately what I wanted to accomplish was build a platform that would like shine a light on everything El Paso. And so like all the guests that I have, have, have had have you know, been tied to El Paso. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's been pr- pretty interesting. Um, I I keep an open mind, and I, and I've said it before on the show. Pretty much anyone who wants to come onto the show can pretty much come onto the show as long as you're tied to El Paso. Um, but yeah, it's it's.
1: Yeah. And I also want to touch like the whole the whole importance of podcasting. So I like how you as a politician and growing politician you want to get into like di- different digital mediums and all that podcasting. How important do you see podcasting helping your campaign as well? Oh. Yeah.
0: It, without the podcast I'd be lost in nowhere. Like I I know for a fact that a couple of the early um, so early support that I've gotten in the campaign have been from people who were listening and who have reached out and be like, you're, you're doing like, like, the like the impact gotta... of
1: it because I, I always tell a bunch of artists too, I'm like, make a podcast of it or your art or like, oh, you yeah. know, there's a guy who, um, he does um, reviews on toys, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, there's an audience for everything like that. There, and it actually helps is. promote you with your own personal Absolutely. brand. Like, yeah. It's,
0: you know, uh, Ted Cruz has his own podcast now. Um, you know, Yang has his own podcast. It's, I, I don't want to like, shoot my own horn or anything like that. But like I feel like I'm I got in on the early ground of like politicians using a podcast to like promote themselves and engage with people and build around. Um, that wasn't the the goal when I created the El Paso Beat. I, I really didn't uh anticipate getting all the way up to this point. I kind of kept looking for any excuse not to run. I wanted to teach. I'm a teacher. Yeah. Like I, I'm not a politician. This isn't this isn't what I wanted to do. But it's very much a a fight of necessity and um and yeah, and, and I think in the future, we're going to start seeing way more politicians dominate, like, that space and, yeah. and start using that as a medium. And I and absolutely, artists need to to jump on it as well because podcasting is, the, like, it the is. future. And medium. I like how
1: we, like, we talked about, like, before we did the, the show and all that, we <laughs> talked about, like, you know, change and, <laughs> like, getting into, like, the new change of how the world is, like, changing in all these different industries and all yeah. that. So how important do you think it is to adapt and change, like, and growing?
0: Um, I... I I think I mentioned it right before we started recording, and I kind of butchered it. But um, Andrew Yang said something that like really stuck with me. When it comes to revolutions, you can either be undertaking the revolution and bringing about the change, or you can have the change thrust upon you. Mm-hmm. And when that change finally comes, no matter what it is, like when it's thrust upon you, it hurts. Yeah. You know, look at um, look at like print media. You know. Companies who saw the internet coming and decided to adapt and, and um, change up their model, they're the ones who survive. The ones who, who don't adapt to the new times, they're the ones who get left behind. And technology makes change happen a lot faster. Yeah. And the next 10 to 20 years, technology is going to advance at paces that we didn't even fathom before. Yeah, it's, and you it's just got to use it all to your advantage. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and, and you know, the great thing is, is I don't think a campaign like mine. I don't think my efforts of trying to get El Paso more engaged with local politics. None of it would have worked ten years ago. Like I, I um, like I said, this is a very awesome setup. I'm I'm very envious of you. This microphone is gorgeous, and you know, I'm I've got like a twenty, thirty dollar mic and my laptop, mm-hmm. and I'm in my bedroom closet, and that's it. And but that's all I need. Like mm-hmm. anyone can get out there and get onto uh, a platform and, and start Great putting something. themselves out there. Now. Exactly, yeah. and so it's really a fantastic time to be an artist mm-hmm. because it's never been more, you know, accessible for you to share your art. And, and you know, it is scary to yeah. like, to put it out there, but you have to like take that step and you have to, you have to get it out there.
1: I want to tell you something very interesting that I saw that you did. It was your your whole celebrity shot glasses oh, signature yeah, thing. Oh yeah. um, what what is that all about? So that's know? that yeah. was
0: um that was that's a personal hobby of mine. That um let's see. So because 20... using that too has benefit
1: to your campaign, right? Right, Afterwards, right. Yeah. I I'd, yeah.
0: I'd, yep. I'd like to tie it into the campaign. Um, so in twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. I went to the Blink One Eighty Two concert when they came here to El Paso. Okay. Um, I blew a. Month, or not a month uh, a paycheck's worth on the ticket mm-hmm. and um they're my all-time favorite band so it was a pretty easy semi-easy it hurt but it was an easy yeah. decision to make and um so they came and so they had the concert I'm driving driving to the concert to uh actually I was going to pick up a friend who was going with me and I was passing a bar I used to frequent mm-hmm. and uh, I actually collect souvenir and, and novelty shot glasses I don't know if I have a picture of that that you might have seen but I have a probably around 300 at this point, like souvenir shot glass. At and that point, it was a lot smaller. Like, no, no, oh, these, okay. these are like the, the ones that you find at like gas stations okay, gotcha, and airports gotcha. and stuff mm. like that. I've been collecting those since I was like nine, eight or nine. Yeah. Um, but in 2016, you know, I'm driving to this concert and I, I see that bar and I'm like, man, if I got a shot glass autograph by Blink-182, that would be, Cool as shit. And, did like, you. and I did. I, wow. I pulled. I turned over. Turned around. I went to the bar and then, um, you know, I was driving. It was the middle of the day. I didn't take the shot. I might, maybe I should have? Been. Um, I was like, I'll give you five bucks if you make a shot glass disappear. And she was like, All right. She pulled out a bunch of different shot glasses. And I was like, Cool, that one. And I took it. And I went. And I had a sharpie because I was getting other stuff signed. And um, yeah, I, I got their autograph on it. And that was the, the first one. Wow. I saw my favorite comedian like a few months later Christopher Titus in Phoenix and so I was like oh look I'll get mm. his autograph on a shot glass too and, and it kind of just built off of that in 2018 I went to a comic convention in Dallas and I met Jason Momoa, Felicia Day, wow. Richard Dean Anderson, uh, and Christopher Lloyd, uh, wow. Doc, Doc, yeah. um, uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. and. Uh, got all their autographs on shot glasses and then it kind of like slowed down I got into a relationship and all my time and money started going (laughs) to that and then we broke up and then I was like all right I'm gonna start doing stuff for me so I started going to all these comic conventions and then getting all these autographs and and it just kept building up and it's a very expensive hobby autograph collecting um especially if you do it the way that I was doing it um at that time and so I was like I have to the entrepreneur in me was like I have to mitigate costs mm-hmm. so i started autograph fetcher which is a little autograph consignment service and, and and again i looked around in el paso and i was like does someone do this right and i didn't find anyone doing autograph consignment now it's like a thing it's actually a very big thing in other bigger cities and stuff like that but here there was no one doing it so i was like oh i'll be el paso's yeah. autograph consignment yeah. person and um you jump i do and like, and when yeah. i see those gaps like when i see those spaces like the only thing you can do is jump in and, and take that place because if you yeah. don't someone else is
1: gonna someone else is gonna do it exactly
0: and so uh and so i i started autograph fetcher and i would go to comic conventions meet and greets whatever i could people would um send me their items or I, we would meet up and pick up i actually i actually ended up having a bigger market nationally than i did locally but mm-hmm. i did you know get some local support and um whoever whatever you want, you send me your item, you send me the payment, I take it with me to the convention, I get it signed and then I send it back to you. and that was it. that was that was the service and i I was only making like fifteen, 20 bucks per per signature on or per order. Um, and I was driving to a lot of these conventions, so it was easy for me to fill up the car with stuff. and so it was a it was very much a game of like I'm getting as many orders as I can and then like just build it up and then that's how I'll mm-hmm. mitigate the cost. and so. COVID totally shot the convention scene in the knee. So like right at at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, I actually went to a convention in Albuquerque and that was my last convention. Um, And I had a good amount of orders. I actually think I was just about to be profitable. And I was like, oh, I was so excited. 2020 was going to be my year. Yeah. I was going to really turn this into something. And, no, COVID and nah, just change your plans. Mm-hmm. And then I get involved with the campaigns and then I start the beat. And so. So how does
1: that change you like as a, like, as a person and like your views on stuff and everything? The Autograph Fetcher? Uh, just that and then also your life in general. Like, you know, with like, because a lot of people, they want to pursue a certain thing before the pandemic. And then they oh, end up pursuing something else. Like definitely. after, you know? So, so like, how did that change you?
0: The, the pandemic, what I think it did for a lot of people is that it slowed everything down everyone you know when when you get forced inside and you're stuck in your room and you're just lying there and you're thinking you really start to think and you really start to think about what is it that I'm doing what is it that I want you know what are we doing here Mm -hmm. you know like going there go into that existential space and it's like what is it all for and you know, I, I think that has a lot to do with you know the things that we're seeing today, like all, all around the the country, around the world, is that people finally took the time to stop and think about what they want, and we're seeing that manifest, and, and people are acting more on on what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it primed me for this whole thing, this whole experience. I was very much focused on autograph fetcher. I was. Under the impression, I was, I was still you know, getting my English degree and I was still thinking I was gonna be a teacher. And I thought, oh, I'll just be an English teacher. And my quirky hobby is I collect autographs and I go to conventions and that's my thing. I'm just gonna live in my corner in El Paso, live a quiet, happy life, solid. Yeah. And um, you you know, the, the pandemic slows you down and you start looking around and you start seeing this stuff. And you know, some people can like look at something and be like, ah, oh, well, sucks to suck, but that's okay. just the way life is. And, and, you know, I'm the kind of person who says, well, someone has to do something. Mm-hmm. And like, you if no one initiative. else is going to do it, then I'm going to step up and do it. And I'll do the best that I can. And so, uh, yeah, I think I don't think I would have made the jump to committing myself to this role if it hadn't been for the pandemic.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I, I think this is kind of also the perfect time to ask that question. I was going to tell you from our sponsors. Mm-hmm. So Socialize, the ones I brought these Mangoneadas. Um, they, the perfect thing, I guess, to impact on your, your podcast and the Fetcher's thing and um, your campaign as a whole is with all those platforms, how do you see yourself grow those things within it as far as also being a politician? Like, how do you really see yourself, I guess, supporting the city with so, your platforms?
0: like I said, um, my, one of my main concerns is the fourth industrial revolution, automation and AI, taking away all those jobs. That is going to devastate our job economy. We have to start planning for a new economy ahead. So my plan is called the solar dividend. Um, I am of the, well, El Paso is the sixth sunniest city in the, in the country. or the 10th tenth tenth sunniest city in the, in the world. And um, that's, I mean, my entrepreneurial mind, where I see a gap and I see a space that isn't dominated yet, my mind says, we could be the solar capital of the country. Mm-hmm. We could invest in a solar infrastructure to farm as much solar power as possible and start pumping it out, Sell it like, a, like, you know, dis- distribute it, you know, for profit. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't work anywhere except El Paso because yeah. of how, how sunny we are. And, you know, I, eventually profits start to rack up and we, you know, we have other issues to take care of, you know, people are concerned about streets and, you know, programs and things like that but we're talking about billions of dollars yeah. from a source that's never going anywhere and a market that's completely untapped. I mean, it's, it's ripe for the taking. And so once we get this set up and there's, you know, and we probably don't have time to get into all the logistics of setting it up, yeah. but there is a path there to get mm-hmm. it set up. And the solar dividend, a universal basic income is going to be our share El paso's share of those profits. You know I'm committed to taking care of debts and everything you know off the bat, but once we 're at a point you know and, and and that point would come with all the profits that we'd be yeah. making, we're going to have to start taking our care of our people because we're still going to go through this fourth industrial revolution. there's going to yeah. be thousands of people in the in the city without jobs, and we have to to be there for them and so the the people of the city that keep the city going, that will keep this whole you know solar farming business going will be paid out out of the profits yeah. through the solar dividend. And when you're getting $500 to $1,000 a month on top of you know whatever you're making, like you, you're so much freer. Like you have so much more, you know, like it's it's actually been studied and proven that people who live paycheck to paycheck operate at a lower brain capacity than people right. who don't because the stress like makes, makes your brain, it fries your brain. And so, Sharing those profits with with artists, with everyone, Mm -hmm. um, is going to be what empowers, you know, artists and creators to have that flexible income to, you know, be able to take those chances and be like, yeah, I can I can pay for this admission for this gala I can pay to rent this space. I can, you know, pay for these for this supplies and equipment and, and, you know, really start investing in my craft. Mm Because it's the artists who are going to have to carry El Paso in the right. next in the next economy.
1: Exactly, and so that's, that's another question I was going to ask you is you know getting involved with the city and all that. How do you view I guess the arts the, the 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 art district here in El Paso? How do you view them helping artists here locally, and then how do you see them not helping them, and then how do you see it growing organically, like the arts community here? How do you see it growing? So
0: I I'll, I'll be honest I'm yeah. not super deep in the art community as of now um so i'm gonna flip it on you and and i'm gonna ask you what are you seeing you know you you talk to a lot of artists you talk to a lot of creators what should we be doing better
1: well i've always seen that 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 lack of support and that's that's the reason i've always built this this platform in the past creators because i always saw okay lack of support the city uses the same artists for their things and everything they don't ever give new opportunities to other people especially growing artists people who are looking to get their their first gig or their first show gallery things like that The opportunity to get to that point, especially with like all these applications that do and the whole process of it, it takes forever. And and, you know, for an artist, you know, sometimes it also gets expensive and you can't really afford it. So you know, we built this platform pretty much to just making sure that we there's somewhere they can go to for support Mm -hmm. and then also opportunity. So different events we plan, the podcast, for example, just different things that you know, if they can't get their voice heard with the city, they can get the voice heard with our platform. And I've also seen where there's galleries here that are opening up who are not city funded you know they're personally funded with their own stuff and all that and i feel like that's what makes a bigger impact especially in the arts community is because you know it's 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 actually somebody who's in the community itself actually really caring about the arts community and actually making a change for that without asking the city for help or things like that you know um which i feel like you know if there's a way that the city to help out the local artist community big or small no matter the size you know it could make a big difference so um, I guess I'll get the question back to you now. Absolutely. And so you know,
0: you know, what what I'm hearing from you is is right now there are too many barriers for, for local artists to get involved. And right. and if you I can already see it, if you bring this kind of conversation to a more like installed politician, they're gonna be like, Well, we're using taxpayer money and we need to make sure that people, you know, are gonna like whatever it is, and it's like, well, you know what the problem is there is is this lack of engagement mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, y'all don't communicate with things and you just start assuming what people want. And, and, you know, it, I want to, one of the things I really want to do is, is um, way more town halls, way more meetings, um, community meetings, and and, and giving people the opportunity to engage. Mm -hmm. And I would love if like I could have like a, a, like, like, a list of paintings or a list of artists mm-hmm. who, you know, I could say, hey, like, this is the space that we're gonna be in, I want you to fill it up with your art, and then like, if you wanna sell it, cool, put price tags on it too. Like, mm-hmm. I can totally see, you know, those those meetings and those those um, opportunities mm-hmm. as a way to support those artists and, and build them up to the level where it's like, okay, well, you've got some money in your belt and, and you've had some experience, you have mm-hmm. some exposure, fill out the application and go through that process. Exactly. If, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of one of the, the comments that I've, I've heard as I started my campaign. It was like, well, go to business school or go get some right. political experience, come back within a couple of years. You know, the problem is, is that El Paso has a med- median age of 33 years old. And every time, you know, we have a conversation about what's wrong with El Paso, and that's an air quotes for, for the listeners who yeah. aren't watching. Um, people say the young generation doesn't care. And then the young generation tries to get involved and the generation before us is like, no, no, no you don't have the experience. You don't know what you're doing. And it's exactly. like, you don't give the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about, you know, present, pro, pro, uh, providing as many of those opportunities for those local artists as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that like our local leadership doesn't promote local artists like i've i've seen i've
1: no yeah, first heard the yeah.
0: discussions and i've seen the, the arts district grow and i've seen the investment there and um and i love it and I, and 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 like i said our artists are going to be the ones carrying the the economy on mm-hmm. our back el paso is going to be like a, a cultural mecca mm-hmm. soon
1: and, and i feel art just grows like the whole world in general because yeah. like you know without the artist there's there's, really there's nothing to what's, see, the, what's the point what's yeah. the point of all of it
0: if, if you know yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I feel you hundred percent, and and um, and so yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm
1: sorry. So no, no, no that's what that's what the reason I was asking is like I like I like that I also brought you on the show and also to kind of see like what impact your campaign would have, especially for artists. This is like a creative podcast and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supporting artists. You know, like I guess with the, the what change that you would bring to help them out. Right, mm-hmm.
0: and um and just just that engage just that engagement as a city representative, I feel that it's it's you're the base platform. People should be able to get get engaged with any other of elected officials. It's not realistic to necessarily expect that you could call up the president and, and bitch at him personally. Yeah. But your city representative, that's the bottom of the ladder. Right. Like that person should be talking to local artists and 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 using every opportunity to to promote them and develop them and and showcase them. You know, because they're they're part of your city. They're part of your district. You know mm. that that's. On you to take every opportunity to to help your your people, and those opportunities aren't even happening for a lot of our representatives, which is an issue in all on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking those opportunities and and really capitalizing on, on how much can be done, you know, like right. I said, we, you could have a I want to have at least a, one meeting a week. I, that might be a little ambitious. At least every two weeks. Mm-hmm um community meetings and so it's like i mean twice a month you have a whole room of of showcased art from mm-hmm. a different artist of the week exactly. and, like, and giving all know, these artists the it, opportunity not just like the same ones definitely yeah. and um and yeah and and encouraging other you know across the city across the the whole council encouraging them to do the same you know gotcha. we need to find creative ways because the big concern people are going to throw out there is like oh it costs money mm-hmm. you know supporting the local artists costs money and like you know giving them money so that they can build themselves up and like blah, 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 it's like, okay, well then we need to find the ways that don't cost money. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't cost anything to give artists a space. Mm -hmm. Now, I would love to talk about the fact that like some of our economic development should definitely be like, well, if we have someone who wants to build like a space for artists I would love to see more music venues I would love mm-hmm. to like smaller local band size music venues you know right. um, we don't need another stadium for for acts right. we need we need small stages that are going to build and and develop our our exactly. local artists
1: that's exactly what the, this 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 um gallery is the one we're in right Right. Now. yeah They just started i think around like six months ago yeah and that's their whole goal is like you know upstairs but complete mess they did it out of their own will to come and take out all that trash mm-hmm. and build studios for artists to give them the opportunities Definitely. And so i feel like that's, that's also the same view for the city is giving the creative people here in the community the chance to see what ideas they can come up with to also help grow the city right um, because the, i mean the ideas these creatives have it's, it's ridiculous it's, it's extraordinary you yeah. know the things that they can bring it and, and
0: and it's, and like uh, we said though you know that that requires change that that's exactly. that's uh-huh. someone who's daring and willing to to put the bet on the table and exactly. say like let's do it like we want to say support your local artists and back your local artists we'll support and support back your local them. artists mm-hmm fill up a room and, 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 you know, show off their art and be like, right. you know, this is like, this is one of ours, like mm-hmm. buy this, you know, support them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only way we're gonna survive like this coming economy. It's, it's, it really is. It's building together as a community. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And, and at the very base level, you know, we are building to sustain ourselves for not just the next 10, 20 years, but right. for the next 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are a lot of issues that we have to tackle in order to do that. But I feel that if we work together and we build this strong foundation, we can do
1: it. Got you. Mm-hmm. And so that's the question that the gallery is going to ask you now is, you know, them being our hosting gallery, what piece of advice would you give to either artists or creators in general or even just the city in general that comes like from you or from somebody advice that somebody gave you?
0: So there, I have two. I have two mm-hmm. pieces of advice. There is one that I heard from someone uh it's not really advice he said it like it was a fact of life uh-huh. and um and I disagree with it strongly okay he says uh he said that you know when you, if you do this and I had been talking to him about running and he says if you do it you're gonna do it alone like mm-hmm. you're gonna be on your own and that's not true like that that's that I have met so many people like on, on the course of this path and like you know not everyone is meant to be in your creative circle, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I do feel that I, I am a creative and I do feel that my campaign is is an artistic creation. It I'm is. trying to do Isn't something very and different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you build something authentically like that, people people get drawn to it. No mm-hmm. one, no one wants to see something that's that unique and that powerful and not be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I don't think um, you're never alone Mm. you might not see that person right there but like there are people out there there are people for you to meet and you just have to like kind of step out there and and make yourself available to Mm -hmm. them and that leads into the the kind of the second uh bit of advice and it's a one of my favorite lines from one of my favorite shows Mr. Robot it's uh Mm -hmm. life could be beautiful Uh or it could be ugly but that's on you
1: yeah I like that I love it Mm -hmm. and
0: uh yeah I'm, I'm i choose to see the beauty in the world i'm, I'm looking out there I'm, I'm going out there to try and create that mm-hmm.
1: beauty which well, is just, just like we talked like right now during this episode and also like previously before we started recording was you know the change that you're gonna make nobody's gonna do that for you besides you and no one's gonna stop you mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. only you have the whole control in it that's right. so that really fits into that and I, I think that's very beautiful thank you um i think that the last thing that i kind of just wanted to mention was is there I mean, and I want to just open it up to you, anything else that you kind of want to really touch bases on and want to talk about? Because um, I also, I read your website and everything, and, <laughs> I, and I, I really like having you on this show because you actually really care about the changes that in the community. I do. You really want to see the local. I, I, I want
0: that to be, like, conveyed at the very most. You know, I, I've started canvassing. I've started going door to door and talking to people, and, you know, a couple of them have been, you know, I've gone over the past couple of weekends, and so it was like 100 something degrees out there, and, and so a couple of them have been like, you know, like, well, I can tell you care because mm-hmm. you wouldn't be out here walking by yourself in 100 degree weather right. if you didn't care at yeah. least a little bit about what you're doing and what you're saying. Um, and so, and, and, yeah, I, 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 the one thing I want people to to pull away is that, like, I, I know I'm inexperienced. I know I'm not a politician. I know I'm not the typical choice. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why I think I'm the best one because we don't, we want real change and mm-hmm. we want new fresh perspective and we need to educate our people. And right. so I think someone who's been going through this um, as an educator dedicated themselves to you know, kids, to, to the future because it, it, it is about them. That's why I wanted to do it. Um, and, and I wanted to, to put in the work because I care about, mm-hmm. about their future. I saw the issues that were ahead of us and I said to myself, I can't in good conscience go teach and tell these kids, the city is yours, the world is yours, you can go claim it when I know all these things are like making that impossible. So I shifted focus and, and I'm doing it because I care.
1: Right. And then just to, just to recap on it, um, how would you really support creatives within your platform or where you're going to start?
0: The, the El Paso Beat is always welcome to creatives. If you are listening to this and or watching this and you want to share something, I would love to have you on. You can always reach out to me. I'm on, I'm on all the social medias on the El Paso Beat. And that's going to tie into my, into my campaign. I'm going to use the podcast to you know, educate and, and kind of make more transparent the office. Um, but I do want to, because you know, once you're a city representative, once you're in the leadership, in the spotlight, right you know, it's really easy for you to choose, like, oh, well, I have the spotlight. I'm going to make it about me. Or, you know, I'm in the spotlight. I'm going to make it about the artists. I'm going to make it about the creatives. And I'm going to use my platform and use the fact that, like, yes, like, now thousands of people are paying attention to me. And it's like, well, yeah, like, we can redirect our attention anywhere. Right. You know, I definitely... Opportunities are endless. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so every opportunity that I find that I can direct that spotlight and lift up our local creatives and artists, I'm going to do it. Because it's, it's them who are going to support us in, in the future. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: so the very last question I'm going to ask you is, you know, being where you're at right now, what is something, you know, not you wish you would have first known when you got started, whether it's in any area that you're in. <sighs>
0: um, the podcast is way more work than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I understand now why podcasts have teams right. and like, there's a person who does editing and there's a person who does like, you know, video and different stuff like that. Like it's, it's a ton of work. And, um, you know so is so is being a city representative and so what i what i f- wish i knew is is the learning curve mm-hmm. there's a lot of these little steps you know to making a podcast to you know to being an artist the yeah. the to you know getting into local politics there's all these little rules and things that you have to know yeah. and going through it the first time sucks because you snag all the traps and you get tripped up and and so I, I wish I had a little more knowledge mm. about those things because I feel like every time it comes up, I'm getting slowed down. And something like this, you know, I'm working with a deadline. There's, as of today recording, it's 422 days be- between now and my and the election. Mm. And you know, I keep a track of the days, and, and I'm yeah. keeping track of the time. And it's like I have a finite amount of time, and so uh, I, I do count. I do get frustrated with um, with just the little details mm. that, that that get caught up, but. It's a necessary learning experience.
1: So then, hearing that, how important do you think is the whole patience process of it? And oh, like, did, you, know, oh
0: you, you have to have patience. You have to have mm-hmm. patience with yourself, more most of all, um, and, and patience with with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just just remember that everyone's a person, and, and that you know they all have their own things going on. Um, but you know, and and patience with yourself, that one's that one's a lot trickier, I'll yeah. admit. Um, you know, I have high expectations for myself. Like I will mm-hmm. never really fully ever please myself because i'm always going to be pushing myself to to take it yeah. to that next level mm-hmm. but you have to understand that that takes time okay and mm-hmm. it takes work yes. and, it, and it includes for artists as well you know you you start your craft i played clarinet for okay i don't know how many years off the top of my head fifth grade to to senior year mm-hmm. and you know I, I i did well i you know i applied myself I practiced and yeah. I and I got to a, a high position in band when when I was in band mm-hmm. and you know but that doesn't happen overnight like you're not going to you can't do anything overnight you have to put in the work
1: right mhm So now the last thing is, where can people find you? Where can they reach out to you to know more about your campaign, your podcast, and everything you're doing? So
0: definitely hit up the podcast. The podcast is where you know because you know you're all creatives, and there's I've had several creatives on, so I encourage you to check out especially their episodes. Um, I had a a local video game and film composer, Enrique Ponce, who also composed the music for my show. Um, I had a, a film director. Who actually finished filming and or finished they're finished filming their uh, a horror movie and it's gonna premiere in October of this year, and so uh, yeah you know I'll tell him to come hit you up so that he can come promote that too, Mm -hmm. and um, so yeah the El Paso beat is everywhere that you can stream podcasts or at least most places Spotify Pandora. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I'm not on YouTube. I am strictly audio. Um, I don't. I'm not pretty enough for video. Takes a lot of confidence. So I, I am just audio. I, I think I'll go get into video down the line if I get elected. You know, then that would make more sense for me to put in some put that work into it. But for now, um, wherever you can stream music, you can probably find the show. I'm on all this, I'm on the main social medias. Actually, I'm pretty niche ones too. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. And next door, there is a next door page for the El Paso Beat, which is okay. a very f- Hail Mary attempt to try and get people who, who care about their community. But it goes back
1: to the opportunity. Just take right. it wherever exactly. you can plug yourself in.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's that's all you can do. And so uh, so yeah, the 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 podcast, I definitely encourage you to check that out. If you want to check out the, the campaign, I am also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then my website is heneta for district five and the number five.com.
1: Awesome, cool. And then so before we go. So people don't know that I'm lying. You know? <laughs> so I want you to taste test this. Yeah. You know? Well, okay. You so I it. mean,
0: you know, transparency <laughs> is very much my thing. You right. know, Socialize. I'm no stranger to social socialists. Oh, you you actually go? I, I I yep. I. Well, I'm I'm trying to to lose weight and mm. be healthy for the campaign. So I haven't been in a good minute. Um, I'm actually breaking my intermittent fasting oh, window no. for this. So you know, that's just goes to show <laughs> how good the mango excuse me, angonadas from socialized yeah, are. Really good. But personally, my favorite is the the cucumber lime snow thing. I don't think they like, still have that.
1: Yeah. They
0: don't have that anymore. I don't think
1: so. I talked to him. and I don't oh know if they still gosh, do. But I know they got some rid of we gotta, yeah.
0: gotta start a petition. I'll get right on right. that. As soon let's as I get it. elected, we're gonna let's we're gonna petition <laughs> and get those back because those were the best. Yeah. Um, but and, you know, I'm always down for <laughs> for socialize.
1: Well, awesome guys, thank you so much for tuning to today's episode. I mean, of course, you guys go check them out. I'll link them down in the description. I'll put them in everywhere around this video, uh, as I usually do and uh, make sure you guys go check out socialize if you guys are an artist as well looking for a gallery here to, uh, to open up a studio or something make sure you come check out of Romano, um, the artist co-op it's here in the heart of downtown i mean i love this place so much and we'll go ahead and catch you guys in the next episode thank you guys so much we'll thank you guys. guys hey everyone thank you so much for listening to today's episode please share this podcast with your friends your family your mom and dad to show your support but more importantly, if you really, really want to support us, go ahead and head to Anchor. The link is in our bio or in the description. There's a support button on there where you're able to make a monthly subscription uh, for the podcast. gets you some benefits to our events. You get a free t-shirt. But it's really more about just supporting our show. Uh, it would really, really mean a lot to us and the team uh, by helping power this podcast. And I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much.